Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name's Paul Dungey and the podcast is called Dogs. And uh, today we're going to be looking at the news, what's going on in the news. We're going to be seeing what the four questions we'd like our dogs to answer, if they could speak back to us. We're going to be seeing who the Crufts winner was um, for April this year. And also, due to us living in the lockdown, some little ideas about maybe how we can entertain ourselves and our dogs. And also, a training technique about how our dogs can focus on us. So sit back, have a listen, and I hope you enjoy. So we're living in incredibly unprecedented times. The lockdown, which is sweeping across the world with this unfortunate coronavirus, which is uh, horrendous for many families, it's also locking us all down and and creating a different lifestyle for us at the moment. Um, In England, we're into our third week, and finding things to do gets a little bit trickier once all the uh, jobs we have planned are done, Uh, but also how we spend time with our dogs. So we're allowed to go out for one hour, so my family all make that one hour time with our dogs. We've got three Yorkies, so we either share them out or we take them out together. And we find new walks, so we might go and find a new location to walk from our house, slightly different area where the dog's never been before. So it makes it interesting, not only for us, finding a new route to walk around, but also the dogs pick up on lots of different new smells, maybe bump into some... uh, new dogs that they've never met before obviously we can't go near the people we have to keep our two meter distance but actually it creates a nice hour of bonding time with our dog but also just to have somewhere else new to go rather than just walking around the same sort of part of our estate where we may live or or around the block so try that out just try and find somewhere new to go and, and fill up that hour with a really lovely dog walk and also it's very bonding being on the lead with your dog and walking along. The uh, the other thing we can do in our garden or in our in our flat if we haven't got a garden or our home, um, we can do scent games. So find a really high value treat that your dog might like. My dogs love the sausages that um, pets at home and Aldi do them as well. They're quite a nice, tasty sausage for a dog, and it, it's almost like catnip for them. They get so excited when they uh, when they smell it. So you can let them have the scent of that and then hide some small pieces of it around the home or around the garden and just let them go. Give them a smell of it and say, go find, and then let them just walk around and find it. You'll be surprised how actual energy zapping that is for the dog. They can, they're using their minds, they're using their sight, they're using their sense of smell and also because they're moving about they're moving as well so it can be quite a tiring activity for them but also really rewarding and exciting as they find each reward and get more and more excited that they found one so uh, give that a try also the RSPCA have given us five ways to keep our dogs happy in lockdown now let's see what they are Try challenging your dog at meal times. Ditch the bowl and use a Kong food puzzle instead of getting him think uh, to get instead to get him thinking. So you can use um like the uh, the treat bowls uh, balls you can buy where they have to work quite hard to get the food out. Uh, a Kong toy you can stuff with wet food um, and maybe put some gravy in there as well to make it really really tasty or some peanut butter that dogs are allowed to have. 
um, to stuff that through to make the dog get working hard for its meal. So again, that'll use up some vital energy that maybe they're not burning off so much because we can't get out quite so much at the moment. The second one, most dogs love to play. So ensure, ensure you set aside time to have a good game of fetch or tug. Now, I'm not so keen on uh, the tugging game, especially with bigger dogs, because it can cause um, some some problems sometimes with the dog becoming a bit dominant but definitely fetching i mean my my little yorkie he loves to run up and down the garden he's getting a bit older now but he used to love run up and down the stairs to fetch a ball back up and down so you can spend some time either over outside in the garden or even in the house just playing those games and anything that will just wear your dog out really the third one teach your dog a new trick or a command is a great mental stimulation how about brushing up on his skills or adding to his repertoire of waving a paw, sitting, lying down or roll over? So just spend some time playing with your dog really and teach him a new trick. Tricks are quite easy. If you have a treat in your hand, you can pretty much get your dog to do anything at, at some point because they will work for food or most dogs will. So um, give that a try. Um, hold the treat in your hand. And then just teach the rollover command so you can spin your fingers as you're doing rollover. And eventually the dog will follow that. And uh, lay down, obviously, paw and sit are all done. And once, as soon as the dog does the command you've asked for, really give that reward quickly. Just to, so they recognise, oh, I've done the right thing and I've earned that treat. The fourth one, get him sniffing. Like I said, scent work can be a great form of entertainment for dogs. Hide treats or kibble around the house or garden and send him off in search of them. And the fifth one, ensure your dog has regular breaks in the garden to sniff and go to the toilet. So just obviously if we're just sitting around on the settee watching TV, um, watching daytime TV, which some of us maybe never have seen, um, we have to remember that our dogs don't really want to watch that TV show we're watching and they'd have much more... Uh, fun going out for a wee and going out for a sniff around the garden so make sure you spend time letting them out and spending time with them especially as the weather's getting quite warm at the moment it's perfect isn't it so that's five um suggestions the rspca have come up with to challenge our uh, our dogs and to keep them active during this lockdown time so when i was talking about in lockdown teaching a dog a new trick like roll over and maybe I should explain a little bit more. So the best thing to do is start off with the basics, obviously sit and uh, and lay down. So by doing that, you can hold a treat. And if you want to make a dog sit, you can hold the treat in front of the nose. If you pull up slightly from the nose, it will make the dog's bum go down generally. Soon as they sit, you can say, good sit and give the reward. Keep obviously practicing that. And with the down command, you can hold a treat. And with the dog in the sit position, um, you can then put the treat between the dog's front paws. As he bends his, his head to get that treat, he will naturally slide down into the down position, which is laying down. And then obviously reward straight away as soon as they hit that position and say, good down, good down and give them reward for that. And then with once they've learned that skill or those two skills incredibly well, which are the um, the very important commands really lay down and sit um a rollover one which is a fun one so in the down position once they've learned that you can then hold the treat and you bring the treat to their left or right shoulder and as their head goes towards that treat to smell it and see what it is 
you'll find that their body naturally goes into a roll. And as they as they start to roll, pull the treat round across their shoulder blades and the dog will do a roll. If you keep practicing that, eventually they'll do a full roll. As soon as they've done the roll, you can then reward them and say, good, roll over. And those are the basics of doing those tricks. Um, it's all about practice and finding the right technique for your dog, depending on what breed the dog is. Um, some bigger dogs may not even be able to do rollover, but definitely sit and uh, and lay down. Most dogs can do that. Anyway, I thought I'd add that to the bit from when I was talking about the lockdown. So what's going on in the news at the moment? Well, we've always said that our dogs have selected hearing, don't we? Well, old dogs only listen to what they want to hear, according to a research from a Hungarian university. The university senior family dog project played three types of sounds to four to 40 old dogs and also young dogs. They play positives like laughing, negatives such as crying and neutrals like hiccups and coughs and measured their reactions. The researchers found that the old dogs reacted much more slowly to the negative sounds. The first time this phenomenon has been described in a non-human species suggesting that canine and human brains age and affect the processing of emotions at a similar rate that's very interesting because my rocky he's 11 years old now and when we're out on a walk he will be miles behind doing his own little thing and it's not until i say come on then can we get a treat and he runs up then but if i just say come on rocks or something like that he's just not interested he does it in his own time so i think that dogs do have a bit of selected hearing and as they get older they get more stubborn just like we do <laughs> Also in the news, Dumpling, a blind, overweight Labrador who attracted worldwide media attention after being left at a dog pound in Australia, has found her forever home. The 10-year-old dog, who had both her eyes removed due to a painful condition, has been adopted by Debbie and Craig from south-east Queensland in Australia, following a Facebook post which attracted 63 applications from potential families after it went viral. Dumplings now lost 13 kilograms um, in the rescue and is settling to life in a new home with the couple and their chocolate Labrador, Bob. So that's a nice story, isn't it? Yay! In other world news, researchers in Stockholm, Sweden have unearthed an 18,000-year-old frozen and perfectly preserved puppy in a remote part of northeast Siberia. Named Drogo, meaning wolf or dog, the male puppy is believed to have been about two months old when he died and he was found in a permafrost, which is where the ground freezes totally for two or more years. Experts are unsure where to place Drogo on the evolutionary scale between wolf and domesticated dog, but he boasts intact milk teeth, nails, all of his fur and even eyelashes. So in other news, I was very lucky to go to Crufts this year and uh, a massive well done to Maisie, a standard wild-haired Dachshund who beat nearly 20,000 pedigree dogs to the 2020 Crufts Best in Show crown. The first time a Dachshund has won the coveted title. I, I was lucky enough to go this year. I spent two days there and it's a lovely day out. As a dog lover, I'd totally recommend going to Crufts because you see all different breeds. Obviously, depending on which day you go on, you'll see different styles of breed. Um, but it's just such a lovely thing to see all these dogs enjoying themselves on show. Um, 
and it's friendly you can go up and talk to the handlers and the owners and it's just a really good interactive day with loads of dog shops and gadgets and treats to buy as well so highly recommended in other news a new survey shows that scented toys can improve the welfare of dogs in rescue centers and boost their chances of being rehomed a university in plymouth and nottingham and also the dogs trust have found that dogs are more likely to play with rabbit or lavender scented toys than unscented toys they also discovered that interacting with scented toys tended to result in positive canine behavior with dogs appearing less stressed and more likely to rest sleep and explore their environment the study which involved 44 kennel dogs at dogs trust rehoming center found animals were more likely to play and be quiet two qualities preferred by people when adopting a dog if they had access to toys that had scents added to them. So that sounds really good. So it obviously inspires the dog to be uh, more active. They can get a smell from the toy. So maybe we're thinking about if you do rescue a dog, buy some toys that have got scents attached to them. Sounds like a great idea. Many rescue centres are filled with dogs that are now unwanted um, due to homes getting a dog they think they wanted, but actually never really researched it or looked into what sort of dog they were getting um, we've seen that a lot recently with huskies which are an incredibly active outdoor dog and people bring them into their homes and then don't walk them enough so they become destructive um, there's so many breeds that are that don't fit into people's lifestyles if they have a working lifestyle and uh, it's quite a shame really that people aren't thinking before they buy they just go on a whim on the dog they think would suit their home but now there's um, some hope there's Sainsbury's Bank have, have started a thing called Perfect Match P-A-W-F-E-C-T Perfect instead of Perfect Match which is a tool which now helps people choose what kind of dog they might want so you might type in what how you work what hours you work um how often you walk how often you like being outside all these things you can type into this um this new match tool and it will give you top tips on which dog or even cat um to, to get and how to care for them as well so if you visit, visit www.sainsburysbank.co.uk slash pet insurance slash perfect match you will find that on there and it may help people find the dog which they have as their forever dog instead of getting a dog which maybe they shouldn't have got because they don't have time for. So it's well worth having a look at that. And if you know someone who's thinking about getting a dog who maybe you won't think maybe won't fit into their lifestyle. So if we were to ask our dog a question and then expect them to give us an answer, if only they could talk, hey, um, what do you think the top four questions would be? So let's start at number four. The first question we want our dogs to answer us was, do you love me? And in third place, what do you dream about? That's what we'd ask our dogs to answer. In the second one, do you understand me when I talk to you? Oh. And the first one, are you happy? Is what we want our dogs to know and answer the most do, are they happy living with us well all those four questions i think do you love me what do you dream about also do you understand when i talk to you and are you happy 
I think we can actually see that from our dogs anyway, in their body language, in uh, how much they love us, and how it's very simple to look after a dog, isn't it? Give them the right food, give them some treats, give them lots of love, and give them lots of walks so they can uh, enjoy themselves. And then you're guaranteed that they will love you. They're really simple animals in that terms. They don't really want that much from us. But isn't it lovely that people want those questions answered if our dogs could speak? I thought that was very cute. One of the best commands we can teach our dog is the watch me command. It helps our dog to focus on us. So when we're out and about, it's a real help. Or even at home when we want them to focus on us too. And one of the ways to teach them is hold a treat in your hand. Obviously, I always say a high-end treat is really important, like a piece of chicken or a sausage that they're going to absolutely adore. It doesn't have to be a large portion, just a small small piece. Um, show them that treat and then bring it up to your face and point to your eyes and say, watch me. When they do that, as soon as they make eye contact with you on your face and into your eyes, give that reward and say, good watch me. Keep continuing to do that and build up over time. It's a really invaluable way to get our dogs to focus on us and listen to us. You won't need a treat as time goes on because the watch me command will become very conditioned and natural to the dog. And they'll look into your eyes and, and they'll sit and, and watch your face, which is a highly important thing if you're in a situation outside when you need them to really focus on you. So give that a try. Have some fun doing it. And also give them lots of reward and fuss for doing well. <laughs> so nearly every month I write a blog. It's found on my website, which is walkingtoolpets.com. And you can have a read of those if you want to. So I'm just going to read you my one from March. It's the story of the rat and the ripped pants. A week or so ago, I decided to have a walk in a different place to my normal park walk with my lunchtime pack. I invited my friend along with me, and after collecting the dogs from clients and homes, we set off to Highwoods Country Park and Woodland. We pulled up at the car park and got ready for a lovely walk. The dogs were excited to be in the woods and looked forward to the big lake at the bottom of the walk. They wagged their tails eagerly with big smiles coming from them. Yes, I believe they smile. We walked on lead out of the car park and as we entered the wooded area we set them free to run and play together. But today wasn't like any normal walking day. Rolo, being a terrier at heart, decided to head straight for a small enclosure. We wondered what he was up to as he changed direction and sped to the edge of it. It was a bird feeding station but had a chicken wire mesh box built around it to stop the squirrels raiding the bird food. It stood about six foot high. Rolo was quickly followed by Trippy, a golden fox-haired retriever, as they caught scent of something that made them super excited. I looked closer and there were two rats inside the enclosure. They had cleverly found their way in, but they were trapped by the two hunters waiting to capture them. To be fair, I think Trippy, known his nature, was just in it for the fun, but Rolo, also known as Kylo Rolo, was intent on the capture. The two rats, who we named Roland and Ratatouille, were scared. One climbed to the top of the enclosure, hanging on with two paws, like a scene from the cliffhanger movie, and staying well out of the way of Trippy's eager gaze and waggy tail. The other rat, who we named Roland, wasn't quite so clever. As he darted for a tiny hole in the chicken wire, he got stuck halfway. 
Rolo was so sharp he was onto the rat within a millisecond and pulled him through the hole and had him in his mouth. I reacted as quickly as I could and grabbed Rolo, instantly making him drop the poor unfortunate Roland rat. But in that split second moment I heard a huge rip. The rat, a decent sized chunky little thing, had survived Rolo's jaws as he hadn't bitten down and he scampered off into the undergrowth. I held Rolo back until I knew it was safe. The other rat was still hanging on like a trapeze artist waiting for the chair rope to swing back to him. I was at eye level with him and reassured him everything was okay. You'll be alright little one, I whispered to Ratatouille with a smile. We moved away, the dogs forgetting about the incident as quickly as it happened, walking off with waggy tails and a bounce in their step for the job they'd just done. As for me, I soon discovered what the loud rip noise was. I tore my trousers from the front right to the back and they were flapping about letting the fresh air waft around my unspeakables. With my pants on full show and my friend in tears of laughter. But I remembered I had a spare pair of trousers in the car. As dog walkers, as a dog walker, I always carry a good spare pair of backup clothes. I walked back to the car as naturally as possible. A lady with her child looked at me strangely as I explained what I had done. Not surprisingly, she hurried off very quickly. I found my spare pair of trousers and got changed quickly in the car park and as discreetly as I could. We laughed all the way round that walk that day as we kept talking about my trousers. The rats lived happily ever after. Rolo and Trippy had an extra bit of fun and finished a long walk really tired due to not only inherited skills of hunting, uh, inherited uh, their inherited skills of hunting, scenting and working as a pack. And we still laugh about it now. <laughs> so that was my blog from last month. So uh, if you want to read any more of my blogs, just like I said, go on my website, walkingtallpets.com. Well, that's the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll be back with another one soon. If you want to keep up with me on any of the other social media sites, I'm on a Facebook page called Walking Tall. I'm also on Instagram as walkingtall.pets. And you can list, read my blog, which is on my website, which is walkingtallpets.com, walkingtallpets.com, which takes you to my website where I write my blogs as well. And uh, hopefully speak to you again soon. Until then, bye.